if um, you three go down, I'm I'm vanishing. You know, that's, that's <laughs> I'm just gone. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Around the table we have Halrod, we have Bengal, we have Felix, and we have Bayagrim, and they are in a stable of death. They've just uncovered the bodies of some bloated-looking horses, and something has happened to them as they are at Cormier's stable as Cormier entered the Wild Boar Tavern in Undercliff in a feral rage, hungry and being unsatiated. Uh, we jump in right now into our initiative order. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're going to kick it straight off. First off, we have Felix. As you stand, Felix, between the workshop and the stable, you notice the sound of this growling and the sound of armor clinking together. Uh, you hear this vicious growl and bark, and then a dwarven figure bark back angrily. What would you like to do? Well, it was only a matter of time. Um, I'm going to find the nearest uh, window up top to get to the rafters. And I'm going to scale the building and climb along the rafters. Okay. So as you look at the building along the wall that you're facing, uh, you can see a window probably 10 feet up that you could probably scale and get to. So as you climb that window, land on the windowsill, you can see that there are rafters about five feet above you. So roll a athletics check to jump on top of that. Be 18. Okay, so Bagram, you watch as Felix crouches down. His tail does that thing cats do before they jump and it sort of stiffens and then wiggles and you watch as from his back legs, he pounces weightlessly. You land directly onto the rafters above and you look down and in the moonlight, you can see a struggling knoll that has no arms chained to the floor, blood strewn everywhere, a rusty old hacksaw on the workbench below. And as you look beyond, there is a wall that separates you into the main stable, but that wall doesn't go all the way to the roof and you can move across the rafters and see this massive giant hyena moving its way towards Bengor and also uh, Halrod. I have 40 feet of movement. Yes. So you tiptoe along the rafters across the top with cat-like speed and you jump between one and the other and you fling yourself back around landing on it and you're about 15 or so feet away from Halrod and Bangor who are on the floor below you. Um, have I, um, I able to see the other creature yet? You immediately look at the stable doors and you can see them pushed open by this large hulking furred hyena-like beast. Different to the Nolasaur and the... Different. This looks like a bestial hyena. The other one looked humanoid. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. But I'm going to just use my attack and my secondary attack with Radiant Sunbolt to attack the creature. It's a 17. Oh, a 17 and a natural 20. Okay, so those two both hit. 10 points of Radiant Sunbolt damage. And then the nat 20. And then nat 20. Another 6, that's 12. 16 points of Radiant Sunbolt damage. Oh, nice. I can't I have to use an arm strike point use a bonus action attack, so I'm yep. going to stop there, I believe. All right, so you watch as these two Radiant Sunbolts just fire through this darkened space. You watch as they hit directly onto the target and you watch then as the fire burns across this uh, creature's pelt and it fitters back for a moment but then continues its assault. That then brings us to... Harold, you're up. I am going to use my bonus action to initiate rage. 
Um, and I'm going to step in front of Bengal. Oh, sorry, DM. Actually, for my bonus action, since I've got nothing else to do, can I um, use my Hunter's Mark? The Hunter's Mark. Yes, you can. Then I'm going to use um, two weapon two weapon fighting. No, no, that's a bonus action. I can't do that. So I'm going to use attack twice with my battle axe, uh, two-handed. 15 and 23. Um, the first one is 15 hits. Yep. The next one is 23 also hits. 13 for the first one. The second one is nine damage. All right. So as you go towards it, what does it look like as you strike this thing? Um, the first one, I uh, swing horizontally and hit it upside the body or the um, body and then flourish the axe around overhead and bring it down. All right. And as it does so, you watch as its face pretty much opens up with these wounds. It's looking pretty rough. Some of its fur still singeing. You guys begin to smell this this acrid smell on its uh, on its pelt. That then brings us to its turn. You watch as it gets hit, it holds its head up into the sky and you watch it just... And you know that that sound's probably been heard across the valley. Uh, at that, it will strike at Halrod. Naturally. Natural 20. 15 points of piercing damage as the bite comes towards you. You watch as it lunges from its place, the barn doors swinging open. It gets directly onto your form. Its back legs push on you and its hyena-like head just bites you in between the neck and the shoulder and just starts ripping at your flesh. Reduced to seven? It will be reduced because of uh, your rage. Oh, so okay. seven points of damage. Thank you. So as that happens, you begin to hear rustling around the area and a similar howl in various different distances. Most notably, Bayagram. You hear one snarling the end of the alley where you're having entered. You watch as through the moonlight, this hyena just starts to stalk. And as it begins stalking towards you, it will lunge. I'm so, we might be in a bit of trouble. You watch as it gets to within uh, 10 feet of you, Bagram, and then just starts to charge at you. And it will release a bite onto you as well. 20, not natural. Yeah, that would be. Yep. So for the damage, that is eight points of piercing damage as it bites onto your thigh and just rips you around trying to keep you on the floor. Uncanny dodge, definitely, on that one. Just okay, so that'll be hard. Be grappled. Yep. So that's four. Yep. And then finally, you hear one begin to jump the fence that you guys had previously jumped and begin surging its way towards the stable. It will then use its action to dash. Balls! <laughs> Athletics check to bust down the door. Please be a zero. Uh, it doesn't get through. Yes! So you watch as this hyena goes and rears itself up against the door and pushes it. You watch as the wood begins to splinter and crack. It pushes it up again, but it seems like it is unable to get through. Um, that then brings us to Bagram's turn. Alrighty. Well, and you're up after that, Bengal. I'm actually going to use disengage straight away just to kind of get away from it. Yep. Bonus action disengage. I was hoping to kind of basically kind of when I can see the windows and stuff, just a misty step up to a high ground. Yep. Okay. I'll allow that. If you can get yourself within sight of the window and you can see the rafters above, you can misty yep. step easily. All right, so if I do my 30. Yeah, okay. so you can see a window to your left and a window straight ahead of you. Both you can see yep. the rafters from above. You do see a hyena latched on to Halrod in the one in front of you, however. Right. And I can get above their head? Yep. Yep, uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to missy step up to there. All right, your coat cloak billows around you, and as it drops, you watch as you disappear and completely reappear in front of Felix on the rafters above. That's your 
action I is misty action step and bonus. Yep. Okay. Bonus disengage. Action misty step. Bengo, you're up. A little help, buddy. Nice to you, Bengo. I'm working on it. I am going to pull out my longsword. I'm going to swipe at this hyena. Mm-hmm. Roll an attack. Ten will unfortunately miss. You do have another attack, however. I was going to take my other attack so I can actually get him off Palrod. Mm-hmm. Twenty-six. That will definitely hit. Roll your damage. Twelve. Twelve points of damage. Yep. How do you kill this one? I am going to jump off one of the stable walls. I'm going to lunge forward and drive it through its head. Very good. As you drive it through its head, you immediately watch as Halrod gets kicked back uh, about two or so feet. The hyena falls to the floor and you just pierce your sword directly through its skull. You watch as it does one last yelp. just And as it does so, you watch as his body falls lifeless onto the floor. The smell hits you first. You have movement and that's it left. And a bonus action, sorry. You could probably look out the window and see the one coming from across the other field running towards and you would have seen it bash against the door. So if you want to prep for that or... Uh, actually, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll actually see that it's trying to get through this door and I'll try and gather as many things as I can to try and... Push it up against it. Block it off or push it up so it can't get in. Yep. Easy. So I'll say you used your action to attack so you can position yourself there but you won't be able to bring any sort of things to, to put it up. I'll do that. All right, so you watch as Bengor goes, backs himself up against the door as the hyena lunges towards it again, and he holds it firm and steady. All right, top of the round, Felix Kitten. All right, I might, I'll do the same again. I'll just use two, yeah, some bold attacks. Go for it. Are you going to go out the window? As in, hit the one out the window? No, it's good. I'm going to jump down onto the ground mm-hmm. and right behind it. Okay. And I'll use um, my full three attacks. Go for it. So you watch as... Um, or it being dead too, I'm going to move my um, Hunter Mark over to that one. Yep. Is that a bonus action to do? Uh, no, I should be able to a free action to move it over if that one dies. Yes, it has. So you should be able to move it as a free action. You watch as this radiant light moves from the hyena that Bengor stabbed and moves to the one outside smashing against the door. Felix then jumps off and out the window, moves across the field and gets within five feet of this uh, hyena-like creature that's bashing against the door. Oh, no, sorry. I do have to use it as a bonus action. To turn it over. Okay, so you can get two attacks instead of three. Two attacks, yep. Uh, natural 17, 16 to hit. 16 will hit. Roll your damage, please. I'm going to use my attached Eskimistics to do the eight damage. 10 points for the first attack. 10 points of damage, nice. 12 points of damage for the second attack. Okay, so you whack this thing in the rump. You watch as it turns around to you, and as you do, you sort of move your stick around stab it directly under the chin and just push its head up just so you hear its neck snap as its head moves beyond its range of motion and it seems to be latched onto you now. Oh, damn. You watch, Felix. As this thing attacks you, you watch as the moon is covered by a cloud and you're covered in complete darkness. You watch above the hillside, just beyond this property's fence line. And as the cloud then gets uncovered, the moonlight outlines three bipedal hyena-looking individuals. Muscular, one with a savage bone weapon, two with bows, and you watch as they slowly saunter their way down into the yard. Oh, shit. As they snap and snarl at each other, just... 
and you watch as they begin pointing and ordering in different directions. You watch as the two bowmen fan out and he walks directly to you. I should have went outside. Why don't I go outside? As they get towards the fence line, you watch as this hyena, knoll-like creature with this bone-like blade sheaths it, gets on all fours and starts to run in your direction. It will use its dash as an action to get to you. As it gets to you, you watch as it pounces in the air, draws its blade and just stands ready. It just snarls. Um, And at that, the two hyenas on either side will move to the fence line with the bows and they will strike twice. (laughs) (laughs) You should have stayed in the rafters. (laughs) Okay, so it's going to hit you twice and then it's going to use its ability called Insight Rampage. If um, you three go down, uh, I'm I'm vanishing. You know, that's, that's, I'm just gone. <laughs> I would expect no less. <laughs> the first pack lord. First attack is a natural one. Nice. Sweet. There the we go. second attack is a 17. That is my armor class. Uh, so one is going to hit you. The first one being a natural one does not. So that means you take only three points of piercing damage from the first. I'm going to take it. As this arrow hits you. Its shaft is incredibly long, and you look at it, and it's this yui looking wood with this black slime across it, and the fletching is just completely withered and yuck, and it smells as it hits you. <laughs> You've now been poisoned. <laughs> as it hits you and embeds into you, you look at it as it's coming towards you. It doesn't look like it's going to hit you for that much, but as it hits, it's just like, oh, fuck, that actually hurt. You watch as the second one flies above your head, and you immediately see as the second one is going to attack you with two arrows as well. That's a 10 and a 17. But 17 is me. All right. So with the 17, only two plus two is four points of damage. Knowing, seeing that the goose goon shit on this one, I'm going to catch this one. Yep. It's something plus 10. So you automatically catch yeah, it. Yeah, it's uh, It's a key point to throw it back. Oh, yes. You can catch for free. I can. Like, nice. All right. So as you catch it, would you like to flick it back? Oh, uh, God, no. So as you catch <laughs> it, you just throw it to the floor, completely surrounded by these individuals. Then both of those knolls is going to use Insight Rampage. And that means you watch as they begin chattering towards the hyena that's attacking you. And as they look, they're just... And as they do that, you watch as the hyena lunges to attack. Insight Rampage allows them to get somebody with Rampage to attack on their turn. So the hyena is going to attack you. Uh, The big fella or the small one? The one that was trying to barge through the door okay, yeah. turns around to try and bite you. That's a 15. That misses. All right. So as it lunges towards you, uh, you slap it on the nose and it's just like, <laughs> down, <laughs> down. <laughs> Bad. Uh, and at that, you watch as the other one is going to incite. It's going to incite its, uh, the one with the blade. He has rampage too. So you watch as the bowman incites uh, his ally with the bone blade as he lands and goes to attack you. That's a 16. Misses. So how do you dodge this? You dodge um, the bite, you slap so it on the nose. Slap it on the nose, and then I see the bone uh, club com- or club or blade. It's a blade, but it's blade. made of bone, yeah. Bone blade come down. I'm going to just sort of, use, using my stick, just like poke the side of it and sort of make it miss to the side. Just hits to the side, yep. As that happens, that will end their turn. Is that like eight attacks and yeah. like only like two hit? Yeah. Three damage, yeah. <laughs> he just starts laughing as he's exhaling and inhaling deeply. Surrounded by these savage creatures. Your turn, Halrod. All right. Okay. So I'm going to climb out the window because I'm a freaking idiot, apparently. Anyway, so I'm going to change. I'm going to 
level the oath bow at the big guy with the bone blade because he's more of a problem to me right now than anything else. So I am actually going to use, because it's in the afternoon and I'm going to have Dawn if he dies anyway, so I'm going to declare him as my sworn enemy. Which means I get advantage on all my attack rolls against him, but disadvantage on any other weapon I use. And it also means I get extra damage on a hit. Cool. So that's a 22 on the first attack. And that's a 19 on the second one. Miss. Ooh. Not, Whoa. Not getting <laughs> 33 damage total to the Null Ward. All right, what does it look like as this arrow pierces through, hits him directly, doesn't kill him, but it hits him pretty direct. Oh, two arrows. Two separate arrows total. Mm -hmm. So I'll just level the um, oath bow, load up the two arrows together, and I'll just knock him, and knock him straight at him, and try and catch him in both of his shoulders to try and disable him a little bit. All right, so you hit him in one shoulder, his arm goes limp, the next shoulder hits, and his arm goes limp again, and he turns towards you and just <laughs> growls at you. Mm. As a bonus action, I'm going to pull out my last of the smoke grenades I got from Rochelle, and I'm going to throw it in the direction of them between Felix and um, the Knoll. All right. You watch as it begins to puff yep. and fills a 10-foot space with smoke. Yeah, they can't see him in there right now, and it lasts until the wind blows it away, and it's like four turns or something. Yep. And I'm going to scream yell at him, Run, you idiot! And I'm just going to hop back in for my last 15 space so they can't get me with the arrows. Okay. That then brings us to the hyena's turn. Okay, you watch as the hyena that was attacking Bagram runs, jumps through the window, passes underneath you, Bagram, and then begins trying to maul at uh, Halrod, who had just recently taken cover. So to hit, that is going to be a natural one. Yes! As it begins to bite you, you watch as its back half slides out from the speed of its approach. It hits the stable side and the bite falls short as you just dodge out of the way just in time. Uh, that then brings us to Bad doggy. Uh, the other hyena's turn. He's going to he's going to wheel around to the other side of Felix, but still maintaining combat range. Ben Gore, as he moves away from the window, you can get a strike at him, but he will have some cover from the window sill proper. Uh, so you can go for a strike at him against the door if you want. He's shoving your sword through the slats. So roll an attack is your reaction. 20. That'll hit. So roll your damage. Seven. Seven points of damage. Nice. So as you strike, as it begins to run away, you stab your blade through the slats of the wood. And as you do, you just pierce its leg as you, it begins wheeling around to a hit Felix. Uh, it will attack with its bite. That's a 17. Oh, 18? Yeah. Okay. Oof. 12 points of piercing damage as it begins to bite oh, into you. Shit. And it actually takes a massive chunk from your thigh. And as it does, it just sort of gulps down a little bit of Felix. <laughs> Sorry, that's horrible. That hurts. That's their turn. That then brings us to Bayagrim. You're All up. Right. Can I see that one that's attacking Felix at the moment Where from where I'm standing? As you look through and down the window outside, yeah. you definitely can. All right. Uh, does it look hurt or anything? It looks very hurt. Looks very hurt. Okay. Yeah, Hellrod can take care of himself. So I'm basically since he's yeah okay, I'll just uh, I'll try and finish him up, and that way basically there's one less on Felix. Okay, so you will get sneak attack because yep. he, you have an ally within five feet. Yep. Ten. Ten. Uh, 
10 total unfortunately misses. So the arrow goes through, hits the ground just as this hyena moves out of the way of it. Probably at this point, just because I don't want any of the archers to actually kind of hit me through the window, I'm going to just try and hide behind some rafter beams or something there. Okay, cool. So as you go and hide behind them, roll a stealth check for me. 11. You are hidden. <laughs> yes. All right. My, uh, my, I'm not doing well at hiding these days. Ben Gore, you're up. I am going to... Would I be able to take out my longbow and shoot through the door? Yes, you can, but it'll get some cover on the other side because it's a difficult shot. I'll actually move. I was actually going to go outside to help Felix. Are you going out through the door or the window? The window. You, it looks like you could bust through the door or you can go and climb through the window. It's up to you. No, I'll just do what I'm doing. All right, cool. It's, you it's move too much your, of a risk. Yep. You move your way down to the window, step your way out of it easily enough for you as a six-foot hill dwarf. And as you stand there looking outside, you can see this hyena basically mauling Felix. He's surrounded by these giant hyenas that seem bloodthirsty and intent on his kill. I am going to pull out my longbow and aim directly for the one that's attacking Felix. The knoll or the hyena? Yeah, I'll go the hyena then. All right, go for the hyena. Roll your attack. 16. Thank you. That's a hit. (laughs) You just saved my ass. No, you just saved his. (laughs) (laughs) So that is definitely a hit. Roll your damage. Seven. Seven points of damage. Nice. This arrow sinks through and hits it directly in the throat and half of its cackle is cut off as it now has this arrow in its airway. It's still lumbering about, but it looks extremely weak. (coughs) Yeah, so you get a second hit with your bow and arrow. I'll do that then. Yep. Hit the hyena again. Go for it. 19. Roll your damage. Three. So the second arrow just nicks across its back leg. Uh, seems to definitely injure it, but it's still stomping around, bringing us to I tried. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to use I'm going to use my two attack actions. Two attack. I'm going to lose my hunter's mark, but it's all fine. Um, I'm going to kill the or oh, try to uh, hit the hyena and both the big knoll as well. Okay, with my action. All right, so roll an attack on the hyena first. 16 plus heaps for the null. Oh no. 16. Hit. Okay, cool. So roll your damage for the hyena first. The damage for the hyena. Uh, Nine points of damage. Annihilated it. What does it look like as you put it down? So. It's currently, as you look at it, it currently circles around you. It looks like it's about to lunge towards you. It's got this arrow half sticking out of its throat. And as it looks towards you, it's just lumbering, its eyes swaying back and forth. It's definitely weak. It goes and lunges towards you. How do you kill it? So as it's as it's just finished eating part of me, how does this taste? And I'm going to swing my quarterstaff and try and catch it in the mouth and try and snap the top of its head back. Yeah, and you definitely do. And as you do, you hear this snap and its jaw just goes completely loose. And as it does so, it, can, it just falls lifeless in its spot, dead. I'll do a bit of a twirl after I do that to swing around and... Horns like club to the side of the head with the core staff or the Eskimo sticks attached uh, to the side of the Null's head. Six points of damage. Yep. Um, but I'm going to pump a stunning strike into that. Okay. So six points of damage, stunning strike, wisdom save. Uh, con save. Con save, sorry. It's an eight. Yes, it fails. All right. So it's as it hits it, he spits blood and is just completely dazed for a moment. He gets twinkly eyes. Which leads me to what I can now do since I don't have to actually break away. Well, I'm going to break away, but I don't have to actually use anything to break away. I'm going to use my bonus action to move my hunter's mark onto him. And then I'm going to get the fuck out of Dodge. 
All right, good turn. So you jump up in those rafters away from everyone. Yeah. Um, Hunter's Mark's moved on to the big knoll with the bone sword. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be my turn. All right, so you watch then as just as you're about to escape, it turns its head towards you to try and lash out at you, but you move your Hunter's Mark onto it, blinding it with that flare of magic. And as you do, you're able to escape unscathed. You jump through the window, climb up onto the rafters and take a breather, assessing your injuries. And it's at that point, your leg starts to sting. <laughs> yep. All right. Is that your turn? Ah, that's my turn. All right, there you go. So as he looks towards you, having revealed you, you watch as he locks onto you and has intent to move towards you on his next turn. He watches both of the gnolls with bows jump the fence into the paddock. Both are able to do so. And as they run through the area quadrupedally, one of them slides into the corner of the barn house, knocks its bow, aims at you, Ben Gore, and the other one does the same but backs up against the uh, hay bale in the middle of the field. Both of them are going to go to attack you. One will be a 19. Hit. And the other one will be a 17. Hit. All right, so two hits. You take 16 points of damage from the first two arrows as they both sink into your six-foot dwarven form. The next one is going to attack you twice, same way. Uh, that is going to be a 11 and a 21. First one no, second one yes. You take nine points of piercing damage from the third arrow that hits you, and now you're starting to look a little bit like Boromir. <laughs> <laughs> you then watch as he's going to use Insight Rampage on his buddy. And as he uses Insight Rampage, he's going to go for Bengal one more time. Uh, that'll only be a three. He'll definitely miss. He watches the arrow slings past your shoulder as you slump down, nursing the three arrow wounds in your body. Definitely taking some hits there. Before the end of their turn. Chicken shits. You watch as they use 10 feet of their movement left to back up behind cover out of arrow sight. Mm, yes, but old Stundy boy over there isn't. Nope. And also, cover means nothing unless they've got total cover against me with the oath bow. He has to hit you with an attack of opportunity if you leave. Can I react with my tail as a reaction? That is your reaction if you choose to do it if he hits. But it's not a bonus action though. No, it'll be your reaction. Okay, I'm going to move away from him. All right, he's going to attempt to attack you, so that will be a 19. No, he misses anyway. All right, so he goes to snap at you, and you put your armoured hand in front of him. Hop out the window. 19 misses. So I'm going to attack, <coughs> I'm going to keep my, my um, arrow attacks against the uh, Noel Packord. Mm-hmm. That is a nat 20. Fuck yeah. And that is a 19. Two hits. Bro, your damage. Okay, so my damage, my damage... So that's uh, 36 damage. 36 damage. Is that for both attacks or just one? Oh, that's the first one. Go for your second with your damage. Okay, so 8 plus 2, which is 10. 10 points of damage. So 48 damage in total. All right, you definitely kill it. What does it look like as you do so? Oh, I, want, I want to play the uh, the non-crit first now. <laughs> you can do that. You can flavor it how you like. This is your kill. Oh, okay. So with the non-crit, I uh, aim at his knee to drop him down to my level. Just so I can uh, level the bow at his, um, his head and just whisper to him, Good night. And I'll knock the, the arrow straight at him and it hits him between the eyes. All right, and you watch as he falls dead, his bone sword clanging along the ground as he does so lifeless. So I'm going to cop back in. One, two. Hang on. You'll get, will you get another attack of opportunity? No, oh, he's already had it. He's had his reaction. Yeah, so I'm going to stand back here. Okay, so you jump back in through the other window on the backhand side of this hyena that was attacking you, directly mm-hmm. underneath 
Felix. You look up as something wet drips on your shoulder and you can see it's Felix's blood. You don't look so good, buddy. The hyena's going to go for a strike against you. Here, doggy, doggy, doggy. It's going to get a 24. Uh, it meets. Fuck. Okay, so it hits with its attack. Uh, you watch as this tail begins to exude from you, but as it does, it breaks through the arcane force and bites you directly onto the uh, stomach. Uh, you take 12 points of piercing damage, halved to six, as it bites you ferociously. Bayagrim, you're up, followed by Bengal. And I'm just going to take a normal shot. Uh, with advantage at the hyena inside. Nice, because you're hidden and you have allies. Yeah. You don't get no, advantage, you get sneak attack. Sneak attack, sorry, yeah. That's what I'm doing. Sneak attack, just normal arrow. Uh, nine plus six, 15. 15's going to hit. Cool. And 18. All right, so the arrow pierces him in the back of the neck and it goes straight through uh, yes. some of its thick muscle. It's definitely cut off some of its vocal range. Excellent. And I'm going to just kind of, once again, I'm going to try and hide better. All right. <laughs> Go for it. Roll your stealth check. Uh, 21. 21 is a lot better. It is. All right, Bengal, you are up. Outside, three arrows protruding from your armor. What would you like to do? Retreat? <laughs> nah, it's not me. So, Bengal, you watch as you snap three of the arrows off in your chest. Then you begin to slow walk past the window and Halrod, you look outside thinking this fucker should retreat. But as he does, you watch as he knocks another arrow. You see hiding behind the hay bale, this knoll, knocking another arrow, getting ready to go. What do you do, Bengal? I am going to pull out my longbow and I'm going to fire a shot straight for him. Go for it. Roll your attack. Eight. Eight is unfortunately a miss. Well, I'm going to do it again. Go for it. Try it again. Sixteen. Hit. Eight. Eight points of damage. Nice. So as you hit it, the first arrow sails past its head. You watch as it begins to load its bow at you, look towards you, and as it does so, you then uh, release the arrow at it, hitting it directly in the shoulder. Then I will use my bonus action to get my shield out. All right, so you've got your bow in one hand, and then you take your shield out, getting into defense, ready to go. All right, that then brings us to Felix's go. Sorry, DM. Uh, I forgot to add my bonus to the other shot, so it's too 21. late, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, just check, just go on. What do you? Uh, what's the bonus? It's just plus three, so it'd be twenty-one okay. instead of eighteen. That's all. All right, cool, done. All right, that then brings us to top of the round, Felix. Cool, cool. As my bonus action, I am going to drink a potion. Mm-hmm. Eight points of healing. I'm going to then run across the rafters um, back into that room with this window where I originally came into. Uh, I'm going to radiant sunbolt that knoll. With All right. Arrow. As you look out the window, you can see him hiding in range of Bangor. You light up your hands, hearing the chattering of the knoll behind you. And as you walk in, you watch as he flexes his legs against the chains that seem to be pinning him to the floor. And you watch as he just like barks at you. <laughs> but he... He doesn't seem to be able to move. You shush him, and as you do, you watch as he just like... Ah, <laughs> uh, roll your attacks. Ooh, natural 20 for the first one. Beauty. 15. 15 will just miss. Total of 10 points of radiance. 10 points of damage? Very nice. So you shoot two beams of fire in his direction. One of them misses. Does that catch things on fire or not? Uh, I don't believe... Well, actually, actually, probably good. Uh, radiant. If it, oh, no, if it's radiant, no. Does it do fire damage or radiant damage? 
Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just radiant damage. Okay, well, not mm-hmm. it won't set things on fire. So that hay bale remains unburnt. Yeah, radiant damage. Yep. All right, so you hit it once and you see its fur begin to burn and scuff. Uh, it's looking pretty rough. Pretty rough at that. <laughs> Gee, Christ. The boy's turn. The first knoll you watch um, peeks back around the corner. And he's going to fire two shots at Bangor. Uh, that'll be a 22. Oof. And the next one is going to be a 10, which will miss. So 10 points of damage for the first hit uh, with the bow. As an arrow sinks into you, you have four in you now. And the next one sails into your shield. You watch as the knoll on this side behind the hay bale is going to throw his bow to the side, run towards you whilst drawing a spear that is on his back. As he does that, attempt to grapple you. So you need to roll an athletics check, please. 17. Uh, he got a 21. Fuck. Oh, I thought so 17 was going to get it. You watch then as he comes to run towards you, you pull your shield up and try to bash him away. He grabs it with his knoll-like hand, pulls it away, moves his face directly close to yours and just growls. You watch then as he grabs you by the scruff of the neck and the hair and he's going to use his remaining movement to drag you away. You watch as this hyena-like knoll just drags Bengal by the hair across this paddock and past the horse being grappled at the moment. That then brings us to your turn, Halrod. You turn and see out the window as the brother you had just been found is taken away. Little help would be nice. Hey, you ugly bastard! He's my brother! Leave him alone! You begin running out of the window, crossing the paddock in your wake. Does the hyena get attacked or...? Uh, if it wants to take its reaction, which it will. <laughs> 20. Oh, I will meet, but I don't care. Okay, so it's going to hit you. Uh, that'll be nine points of piercing damage, halved to four. So I'm going to level my two attacks at the knoll, dragging him away. Go for it. Oh, yes, nap 20 boys. And then the second one is a 17 plus five, which is 22. Both here, we here we go for the critical, boys. Here we go. So you do 32 damage on the first? Yep, 15 on the second. Okay. So it's still alive, but both arrows definitely pierce him, one in the heart, and you watch as he weakens in his grip on you, Bangor, and the next one hits him directly across the, the neck, opening his jugular, and you're spilled with warm blood, Bangor. The hyena's turn. You watch as the hyena jumps out the window, begins running between you and Bangor, and will attempt to attack... Bangor, who's grappled with the actual 20. Oh, dear. Don't have my shield anymore either, do I? Nope. No. Well, no, you're still holding it, but he's... You can't really do much with it. Nine points. That's already doubled. So as the hyena grabs onto your leg and just starts shaking you around, it's definitely taking some damage and you're in a precarious spot. It's at that point it brings us to Bagram's turn. Alrighty. If I slide over just kind of five feet over, can I look at that window and see all three? I am raised above the ground. Can I see him over the hay bale or not? I would say that you can see the one closest to the building, but you yeah. can't see the one behind the hay bale. Just because that hay bale has got cover yeah. and you're looking out That's the window. Fair enough. I'm going to use my movement and then my bonus action dash to get over beside Felix. Also, throw after him. Because it's just. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> 
And then from there, I'm going to use Scorching Ray. Okay. Ooh. So you get three attacks get with that. three attacks with that. So I'm going to... Better kill so this thing. First thing, I'm basically just going to see if I can try and take out the one that's holding Bear Grum. Mm-hmm. Bangor. You mean, you mean Bangor? Bangor. Bangor. <clears throat> All right, so you begin hopping across the rafters. You yep. slide into position with Felix, and as you do, you watch as your circlet begins to charge, and you let loose three of these bolts towards the one hitting Bengor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's nat one, so that's no. All right, second bolt's going that way as well. Another nat one. Oh, dear. It's even and out. <laughs> and a nat 20. Yeah, baby, there right, it is. So the nat 20 is, yeah, so that's still going against the one against Bengor because Go it's for still it. up. Roll your damage, so it's 3. 2d6. Oh, 2d6, okay. Yeah, 2d6, but then doubled, correct? Yes. Eight points of damage, he's still alive. So as the fire hits him, you watch as it bursts upon his shoulder, almost like a fireball. Your other two that miss hit that hay bale and just <laughs> begins to erupt with smoke. He watches this black smoke begins to pile up into the air, almost like a bonfire. The heat coming off of it is quite oppressive to you guys that are next to it. Bangor, you are up. So your options, you can use your action to try and escape the grapple. But if you do that, you're stuck between these two individuals. You could try and kill this guy and hope that it kills him enough to not have an attack on you next time. Or you could attack the hyena. It's up to you. Or you could just break the grapple and run away. It's your choice. Um, I'm going to try and break the grapple. Okay. So roll an athletics check. 19. 20. Oh. So you watch as it begins to pull your hair and the top of your collar, and as it begins to drag you, what do you do to break this grapple? I am going to stand on its feet, pushing in my heel, and when it screams, I am then going to use my head and put it backwards in the face. Very good. And as you do that, it releases. Uh, so you're standing there ungrappled now. That was your action to do. You've got a bonus action and movement left. Uh, actually, I'm going to take that second win so I can get some health back. Yep. So roll a d12. I uh, no, d10. D10. 12. 12 points of health back. I can still move, can't I? Yes, you have your movement, but keep in mind if you move away, they have an attack of opportunity they may use on you as their reaction. I'm a risk it, man. I'm going to try and move at least... 10 feet away. Okay, so the first one's going to get an attack of opportunity with his spear. Uh, it's going to be a 17 plus. So it'll be 22. Yeah. That'll hit. Yeah. Nine points of piercing damage. And then the hyena will hit you with a bite. That'll only be a seven. So the bite misses you, but the spear gets you directly into the back and your shoulder blades pierce together. Bangor is now a picture of... Of blood and guts, yes. Where are you moving? Uh, take full movement and go to the other side of the haystack. Yeah, I'll go to the other side, yeah. Yep. All right, so as you get yourself up, you begin moving. You take the spear in the back. You immediately move, stumbling past Halrod, who gives you an encouraging pat and tells you to keep on going. You begin standing by the hay bale that is now incredibly in uh, flames. Is that your turn? Yes. You're up, Felix. So looking out, how damaged do all of them look? The one that was carrying Bangor... You look at it and his eyes are rolling back in his head. He, you're surprised he's alive. And the, the other one, it looks okay. It, like it licks a wound on its shoulder, but it seems to be pretty all right. How about the hyena? Uh, the hyena could could go either way. It's half good, half bad. It's halfway. So yeah, it, it's looking pretty decent. It's still got some vigor in its uh, in its attacks. Let's do it then. I take a one step back, 
and then I run and jump using my feline agility to leap out the window towards the furthest uh, knoll with the spear. And I'm going to come down with my quarterstaff for my first attack on him. Beautiful. I just picture Felix jumping in front of the moonlight, just <laughs> like cat-like <laughs> as he jumps out of the air. Uh, you would take fall damage, but you're a monk, so you have slow fall. As you begin flipping over, taking your stick, about to hit it onto the top of this hyena's head, <laughs> you can have inspiration. Howlrod's down there like, you're all mad! Was, was it the hyena or the gnoll you're after? Uh, the gnoll first. Yep. So that's a 19 on the die to hit. That's a that's going to hit. Four, so that's 12. Hit points of damage to the Paint gnoll. me a pretty picture of how this one dies. Mm. Yeah. As I come down, I come down on the top of its head, basically pushing its like neck down into its body as I hit it. But I'm then going to use that force to push myself up and do a front flip and twist in the air and then come back down onto the hyena. All right, cool. You watch as his body attack. slumps and falls into the burning haystack. <laughs> Go for your attack on the hyena. That's a crispy dog. That's uh, another 19 on the die. Uh, that's going to hit. Uh, and seven points of damage to the hyena. Seven. Very nice. So you smack this, but it just looks, and you watch as you both circle each other. Felix, in this cat-like pounce animalistic <laughs> form, this hyena, huge in the firelight. We get Lion King vibes as you circle each other. I smack my stuff onto my back, and I crack my knuckles, and I'm going to use a key point to use flurry of blows. You say, I could do this all day, mm. and you begin moving towards him like Captain America. <laughs> Not with that roll. <laughs> can I use my inspiration to re-roll that one? Yes, you can. That's 10 plus 7, so 17. That's a hit. So and two this hits. one's yeah, 14 on the die, so. Two hits. Five points for the first one, and eleven points for the, uh, 10 points for the second. How do you kill that one? Oh, cool. But just, just before, you watch as you guys are circling each other in the fire. You watch as it lunges towards you. Its mouth goes directly towards your face. You dodge off to the side and you see its whole neck and body region exposed as it's gnawing just beside your face. How do you kill it? I will uh, punch it in sort of like the shoulder neck of its shoulder neck um, area to sort of bunt it to the side. Um, as it bunts to the side, I'm going to turn to the side and grab its top of its mouth and the bottom of its mouth and just tear its jaw open. As you do, backlit by the shadow of the fire, you watch as this sinew and blood just begin to connect the last parts of its jaw. You watch as the floor is covered in blood and you hear that sizzle as it hits the fire. Its body falls lifelessly onto the floor. And I sort of look at the last remaining knoll and growl at it. And then that's my turn. Okay. That then Actually, brings us... Because I use my feline agility, I still have a lot of movement left. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run straight up to its face and okay. growl at it. All right. You run towards it. You covered in the blood of the hyena and gnoll you just killed, breathing heavily in its face now. Uh, it's its turn. You are one mean kitty. So it doesn't get its uh, rampage back or its insight rampage. Uh, at that, it will instead drop its bow and it will smash you twice. Okay, so the first is going to be a 21, and the second is higher than that. Yo. <laughs> so both are going to hit. So he's hitting you with a bite. First one's 12 points of damage. Holy shit. <laughs> second one is 10 points of damage. Oh, I'm still up. Oh, no, I'm out. 
So you watch then as he moves towards you, you run into his face. He grabs you by the throat as soon as you approach his range. He pulls you closer, growls. You watch as he opens his jaws, takes a bite out of your shoulder, spits the flesh out, and then he gets his other hand and digs it into your stomach and pulls uh, some sinew and muscle away. He drops you to the floor and he looks down at you and it looks to everybody around like he's about to maul and eat Felix. There's 22 total. 22, yes. Um, He's going to stay his turn because he's dinner is served. That then brings us to Halrod's go. Felix, hang on! So I'm going to dash over. Not dash, I'm going to go over. I'm going to Jam a potion in his mouth. Mm-hmm. I'll give you time to retreat. I'm standing in the way of you now. Plus two, so he's got six. Potion, as you smash the glass, the fire burning in your background, you look up and you can see the drool coming from this knoll creature and the blood mixed in with it. It drips onto Felix's pelt and you can see him just lying there as he gives double burns <laughs> to this knoll. <laughs> I'm going to attack the knoll. What with? Right, Elfo. If you're within five feet, you'll have disadvantage from a ranged attack. Uh, I'll have disadvantage anyway if I use a melee weapon, so... So you load up an arrow within five feet range and you just level it at him. Or do you take a few steps back and take the... Uh... So that's uh, 20, not natural. And that is a 18, not natural. That will hit. Body so damage. First one, and he's not a sworn enemy, so I've got the D8 plus two now. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine damage for the first one. Yep. And then I'm going to roll disadvantage. Uh, so that's uh, 23. And for the second one, that is... What's that? That's a 19. So it's still going to hit. Yeah. Yes! That'll hit. Yeah. And that's nine damage again. Nine damage. Good stuff. All right. So he's still up as you begin firing. Quick fire at him. You watch as it just pins him in the chest. And as it does, he's still looking down at Felix like easy prey. Um, um, I'm going to take my last five feet to stand between him and Felix. All right, so you watch then as Halrod moves slowly between the downed Felix and this towering knoll that pretty much dwarfs oh, you inside. Yeah. I much help I get back? Down in front of him, like, uh, Agent K and uh, Men in Black, I'm like, EAT ME! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and at that, it will be... And he's had his turn, so that is uh, Bayagram. Cool. Well, at this point... Am I? Was it, I've got straight line of sight still on him. You sure do. Yep. You can lean out the window and yep. shoot him. I'm going to kind of bonus action hide. So actually, no, I don't need to because you're standing right in front of him. So I'm going to try and just uh, knock one of the new arrows there with a plus one arrow. We'll see how it goes. So whatever your modifier is for this, add a plus one also. Yep. So that's for attack and hit, or, yes, or sorry, attack uh, and damage. And damage. Cool. Fourteen. 14 will unfortunately miss. Actually, yeah, bonus action hide. Bonus action hide. As yep. you go to tuck yourself in, uh, having fired the shot, you casually go to load another arrow, thinking how disappointed you are in yourself, and from the floor below, you hear the knoll just... Hackle. <laughs> kind of want to feed the next one into him. <laughs> Gets louder. Probably will. So, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a seven. Oh, I was a it was nearly 13. All right, Bengal, you're up. I am going to join Halrod in this fight. I'm going to pull out both of my hand axes. I'm going to use them as boomerangs to try and hit this knoll. All right, go for it. Roll your attack. 18. Hit. Roll your second one. 21. Hit. Roll two d6s and plus your modifier twice. 
Eight plus five is? Thirteen. 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 That's exactly his hit points. What does it look like as you kill him? You watch as Halrod tells you to stay back. You knock these two hand axes in your hands, moving past this burning hay bale. You hoik them up over your head and throw them both at the same time. What happens? Uh, I'm going to throw both of them. One's going to hit him in the chest. The other one's going to hit him in the shoulder. And as I run up to him, I'm going to grab the one that's in his shoulder and reef it across his throat. Very good. So you watch then as Bengor decapitates this knoll as it falls directly on you, having just about lunged at you, Halrod. Bengor comes just in the nick of time to stop the bite after you're screaming, Eat me! He comes in and smashes it with his hand axe. At that, you hear the crackle and the burning coming from behind you. You guys are bloodied, battered and bruised the bodies of these gnolls all around you. In the backlight of the fire, you look up towards the hill where these gnolls had come from. And on that hilltop, you can see one extremely large knoll. You can see a shoulder pauldron with spikes, a massive glaive that he seems to be leaning on. You watch as behind him, a dozen knoll people move to bring themselves into your light. As you look at this large individual, he towers above the rest. You can see he's got a scar across one dead eye. And as he looks towards you, meets your eye and goes back down the hill. He watches the knolls one by one follow his lead. We can take him. I haven't hit a shot all night, but we can get him. (laughs) There's you two. Hey, hey, I was just waiting for my moment. You took it. (laughs) We've been three days shot in. I'm out of practice. That's why you should have come out in the yard with me in Bengor. You said you were bored, Felix. Still bored? You hear this explosion as a barrel of uh, fuel sitting next to the hay bale just erupts and causes the fire to double in size. What do you want to do with this one that's chained up? Do gnolls speak first, though? You don't know. Hey, gnoll, you're alive in there. He understands. <laughs> In the firelight as well, Bagram, looking around, you can see the rusty old hacksaw blade, the hammer, and the chisel. You can see puncture wounds in its legs about chisel size. You can see the chisel bloodied on the floor that seems to be blunted at one end as if it was hit by a hammer. And you can see that the saw is completely bloodied. You see two arms just hanging around the room, drained of blood. As the flame flickers in this area... You look around and written, seemingly in blood, are the words hunger, feed, devour, monotonously and erratically around this area. Makes me a little afraid, but also at the same time, basically kind of excited to get back on the track and trail of uh, my mission on this plane. So as this hits you, you look at this individual knoll. All of you sort of take in the sight through the window or through a crack up above wherever you are. This knoll's not wearing any armor. You can see it's got a necklace of bone. One of the bones looks like a human skull, almost like a child's. 
You can see that it has various markings across its body. Some shaved parts of its fur reveal skin that seems to be scarred into ritualistic symbols. Over on one of the corners you can see a garb or a gown that seems to reek of rotted flesh and has dried blood matted through it that is possibly older than the knoll itself. This one seems to emanate a ritualistic or shamanistic vibe. Can I, looking down on it, uh, just pull out some paper and just kind of see if I can just recreate some of those symbols just so I have a record of it? Yep. You watch as you, Bayagram, begin to take these down and the knoll, armless, still alive. Speaking of that, can I look around the room? Does it look like... Because it seems weird that a horse breeder would have a, a shaman knoll in this room tied down with its arms cut off with shit written all over the walls. Like, was he doing something? Like, does it look like maybe the knoll just wandered in here and he captured it and started torturing it? Or, like, did he actually on a purpose grab this knoll and start doing stuff? Roll an insight check. Ah, uh, 12. You can't be sure. Looking around the motive of this farmer, this horse breeder, Cormier, who previously was described to you as a gentle individual. Oh, it's feverant, yes. Can I try something? Um, just use a cantrip message into the Noel's mind mm-hmm. and just kind of say and see if... Yeah, I'm not sure what language they speak, if they actually do speak. But if I can understand their mind, what would you say? I just basically say, uh, who are you? Why are you here? In your head, he says, he are we. Hunger. Anger, fear. The star will bring Oromnu. He said it would. He promised us the man in black. Uh, another message. Who is Oromnu? We are he. He is us. He is hunger, the devourer. And that scares the crap out of me. Because basically, yeah, that, that he is hunger. That basically kind of, I'm like, oh, yes, Undercliff is not a happy place at the moment because of that. Or may not be. He. The last whisper on that message back to you. He says. We will get it. The star will be ours. We won't stop. We can't stop. I'm going to drop down. Use my rapier and cut his head off. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys walk in. Oh, how did that go? Oh, I, I, just because he laughed at me for that last shot, basically he had to die. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely fair. Cool. So, um, where to? Well, so, I think the uh, oh, ill. I think they've let us live. Mm. Well, I don't know why. A little worrying. 
well, even in certain, even in, even in untamed creatures, they they acknowledge like fighting prowess and like they're not really. We must not be the target. No. So whatever they want, it's just an hindrance to come down here and kill us. So why did the other ones attack us then? Ah, uh, because the hyena summoned them. Yeah, we. I don't think we are the target, but I do need to get a message to Arden. What do you know? You know how I'm not from this material plane? Yes, we know. Okay. Well, the reason I came here is following something that has that decimated my family home. I, I pull out the little puzzle box pyramid. I was, I still am to a certain extent, but I was obsessed with this puzzle. It took me almost 30 years to actually kind of break open this pyramid and break this puzzle. And I wish I had died sometime with it before that 30 years was up. Because what it unleashed was this darkness, this blackness that still haunts my dreams. And this darkness, this blackness surrounded everything and just absolutely decimated my entire village, my entire family, everything and anything in the area. This thing name? There's no set name. It's been known by a, a number of different names. One is the Hungering Blight or this Endless Breath. You may have heard some legends about it, about different cities that have disappeared in time. So it has actually kind of, during the passing of our planes and the intersection of our planes, it actually came through to the material realm and has been kind of tracking its way around the planet. Uh, and I have been following it, trying to basically put it back in its box, essentially. And I don't know how yet. I don't know where. But all this writing, and I kind of point to the writing, is the, what kind of, the, the wording and the, the language and the, the hunger that it brings. Is it just an entity that corrupts souls? I don't know. It's, I see a blackness. I see two, what look like green eyes, kind of staring down through this blackness. It's not, it doesn't have any form or body that I've seen or that I can see. You feel as well that familiar pit in your stomach, that hunger when you're talking about it, that pain. Yeah. How often do you see it? I haven't seen it for a long time. I dreamt about it the other night, but I haven't seen it. I've seen, I've come across villages that have been decimated by it, but I'm always behind it. I'm always, it's always gone before I get there. So since since it's come into the material realm, I have not actually seen it. This is the this is the closest I've been to it actually existing. Are the nulls something to do with it? I'm not sure. They might be. They might have kind of inhabited some of them or some of their 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 leaders who are kind of trying to continue this. Uh, it might be the precursor of it. It might be just kind of the edge of this this blight coming through. Did you get anything from the knoll that's chained up before you killed it? Yes, uh, I I was speaking to its mind. I was speaking back. And but you could speak of, to it into its mind, and I was getting basically yeah, like we are hunger. We will bring back Orum, and something about the man in black as well, which I I don't know anything about the man in black. I've we heard do. that before. We know of a man in black, 
And if he's involved in this, it cannot be good. And then, yeah, was it? We will get it. The star will be ours. Won't we? Won't stop. We can't stop. It's this ongoing hunger. That's kind of the feeling that I got when I was speaking. When it's speaking to me, it's just we are assuming Man in Black is Delmac. It's safe to make that assumption. He seems to be behind everything going bad at the moment. His name is everywhere at the moment. What was that other name? Uh, Orum. Orum. Orum New. There you go. Orum New. Anyone heard of that? History check. Not natural 20. Uh, you've never heard of it before. At least you've, you've, you've heard of beings like hungering beings that are insatiable in their desire before. They're mm. usually not of this plane. They're usually demonic or abyssal. You know that they can influence lesser beings. Like the devourer who's in Dardis. Yep. You also... You have no known name of Arumnu. I had never may, heard of it. It may be culturally significant to the Knolls. It may be what they call something else you know. All I know is that Knoll we saw in the center of the pack is bigger than anyone I've ever seen. I wonder what this star is. I, Down this area you know of? Well, all right. So this area is heavily, and from what I know from around here, this, this area is heavily... Um, faithful to Mardol. And if you remember, Delnark was looking for Mardol's sanctuary. Because he wanted to get something from it. Maybe a question we should ask. Uh, Vera. Vera. Maybe something about Star might spark something in her knowledge. Maybe. Maybe we should head back to town and talk to Vera. Yeah, and I'd like Yep, and I, I definitely want uh, was Arda knows about my reasoning for being here, so I definitely want to get a message to him as well and see what he knows about this man in black. Might be able to hire someone to Just, run a message to him. That's what I'm thinking. Back in town, and hire a messenger. Probably put in the names, uh, whatever the hell the Noel was saying about. Or I'm him. new. That's him. Probably throw in that as well, and the pack of Knolls we saw on the hill. And that they're after a thing called a star. A star. Yeah. And Delnak's probably behind it. Sounds good. Let's do it. Um, Let's go. Shall we s burn some of these other gnolls, chuck them in the fire? And the hyena? Might be a good idea. And, yeah, they, and, and basically some of the horses and stuff as well, just to help clean up this area. Yeah, otherwise it's going to stink. Because it, it sounds like Cormier is kind of on the mend after Vera's been with him. Hopefully. So maybe we'll kind of Hopefully help, help not some sort of farm. disease. Speaking of, that arrow that's sticking out of me with the goop on it. I'm it's, just going to... Is that a little painful? I'm going to back that. I want to find out what that group is. Okay. Cool. Excellent. All right. So with that, uh, that burning pyre that I started. Yep. We'll you take the next... Every, we'll just chuck everything yeah. in there. Nice the next, shooting, by the way, it takes. <sighs> the next 20 or so minutes you take to clean this area, you move the null bodies into the fire, including the chained one. And the horses as well. There is a smell to it, and the smoke goes into the atmosphere and billows through. It definitely would have drawn some attention. And it's at that point you guys make your way through the darkness back towards Undercliff Village. Roll stealth checks as you go. 25. 17. 17. 4. 
a group success. <laughs> so, <laughs> group success. Thank you. Using the cover of the night, you begin to make your way back towards the west to Thorpe's Crossing, and then eventually take your way southward to Undercliff Village. As you look towards the sky, you can see the pillar of smoke billowing from where you had came. And in the moonlight, you do indeed see two griffin riders flying in that direction from Cadmia. You take the cover of darkness and the cover of the trees back towards Undercliff. And you eventually make your way through the northern expanse of the city, of the village. You make your way towards Vera's temple, the sanctuary of Mardol, and as you do, you get to its large wooden doors, the stag horns protruding from the top. And at this point, it's probably around supper time for many of the folks here. You do see a lot of families eating in their dwellings by candlelight. You can see a lot of people eating on the streets together, as they often do. And you can see they all bless Mardol and their food before they eat. They bless the hearth. You watch as you open the doors to this sanctuary. You are met with a large statue of Mardol herself. And as you move to the left and the right of her, you're in the main procession hall of the temple where you can see Vera standing in prayer. Her black hair illuminated by some of the candlelight in the area. And you also see the window that had previously been smashed in this room, still smashed um, from your previous visit. The silence is broken by Halrod saying that. Vera turns around. She, see, she sees the state of you and she immediately rushes towards you all. She looks you over, grabs your hands, Felix, and she will heal you 13 points. As she heals you, she looks towards you and she says, What happened? We uh, we went out to the Cormier stables to investigate. It looks like you found something. Sit. Ah. And you watch as she brings you water, tends to you as you revere the story. You take your uh, battlements off for the moment. During that, I also show her the sigils and stuff that I kind of copied off the body. She looks to them and she says, these are nothing that I'm familiar with. And she hands them back to you. After you relay to her what you had found, uh, what what specifically do you mention, Bagram? What do you say? Uh, I don't I don't tell her too much about the, the blight. It's more just kind of about the gnolls uh, that are kind of up the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like I'm not sure... Yeah, we're not sure what they are up to. These creatures. Do we know that? Do we know why they're here? Perhaps if they're hungry, we could lay some food upon the countryside and waylay them. They will leave us alone. It's, I think it's more than that. So they'll keep coming. They will keep coming. I think we need, as much as it doesn't help us laying low, but I think you need, we need more militia out here as well to protect the citizens of Undercliff. I can send word to the city, but they have not answered our calls in years. Mm. If not, if they simply mean to feed, we can perhaps try. It's better than allowing them to come and eat the citizens of 
of Undercliff if all they want is nourishment. They're not doing it for food. They're, mm. they're attacking places. They're under someone's direction. They're looking for a star. She says, star. She looks at all of you. She says, come with me. You watch as she moves towards the altar at the top of this temple. You can see there are a pillar of stairs that lead to a procession. She makes her way to a dial that seems to sit on one of the tiles. And you watch as she spins it in a particular fashion. You hear this stone grind. You watch then as a staircase appears and heads down underneath the procession. She turns around to you as this stone staircase is revealed. You watch as the dais separates to reveal a pathway going down. She turns to you and says, What I'm about to show you cannot be shared with anybody else. By Mardol's light, you must swear this. I swear by Mardol's light. I swear. Have my word. I swear. She walks down the stairs. Do you follow? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. You take the stairwell down, and as you walk, each step illuminates green, this beautiful warming light. You can see illuminated, almost LED-like, is a story. You can see Mardol's creationist's beliefs that she nurtured humankind, that she was the mother of all the older races. Stories you're very familiar with, Halrod, having Elmra tell them to you of a nighttime by the hearth. You see of Mardol's love for Orbin, the children that they had. You see her pregnancies, you see her gifting that belief and benefit to others throughout the realm. And eventually you move into this dais, this circular chamber, and as you enter, you watch almost floral-like from the central dais it expands outwards. You see leaves beginning to bloom and flowers around the area and there is a magical scent that surrounds you. As you look towards the centre of this, you watch as this shining gemstone sits. As you enter, it rises and it is one of the most beautiful lights that you have ever seen in your life. It emanates this soft green and it is about the size of an orange. She looks to you and says, We do not know its purpose. But this was left to the protection of the keeper, Mardol's sanctuary. In the scriptures, it's often been referred to as the star. This is what they want. It means those creatures are coming here. I don't think they know it's here. Mm. <clears throat> the way they're moving around the area. You mean circling? Are they kind of just forming in on it? So you think they've got some way of detecting it? The only people that would know of this are the gods themselves. Or someone who may have a tome. 
or a divine magic. And the time was taken by perhaps divine magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about the goddamn tome. But if they know it's here, why haven't they moved on it yet? Maybe they don't know where it is. Precisely. It's somewhere in this area. Well, I think maybe tomorrow we need to shore up some defenses. And yes, we definitely need to let Arda know about this as soon as possible. There is there a quick message way you can get to Arden, or are we going to just send a messenger? I can send a message to somebody if it is what you require, if it will help the city. Arden Cassian is the one to talk to, and he can actually kind of coordinate in Cadmia. What do you wish for me to say? We can't tell him about... No, we can't. But we can tell him about the blight and the darkness, which... And we can put Sorry, in the pack of gnolls that they're hunting for something. Yeah. We can't tell anybody that this is here. She says, I know I've put you in a position and a predicament now. I thought by knowing this, you would be able to protect us. Oh no, you did nothing wrong by telling We needed to know this. This will help us greatly. So is it only yourself? Who knows that this exists and previous keepers? She nods. It's not even any of the other uh, maidens who are... She shakes her head. We need to gather everyone in town. Maybe, probably not here, but somewhere defensible. Have the militia protect them. I can tell as many as I can to evacuate, but most of the people in Undercliff Village are stubborn. But it, yeah, and they will want to defend what they own. And if this is here, we don't want to evacuate. We don't want mm-hmm. them to walk through. We just need a defensive position that women and children can go to. Yeah, well, we can send some of our militia with the women and the children. The hills to the east. There are some old shelters there we could use. In the meantime, I think just we need people on watch to the horizon. And as soon as they see something, people need to leave. And we can do our best to hold them off with whatever militia we have. While we wait for word from Arden. I know the militia won't shy away from the conflict, but I don't want to hurt either. That's what I mean. They can protect the women and children. We can try and do our best to hold them off. Until Arden gets back to us with any sort of plan. We can talk to him about the, basically kind of, it seems like a bit of a divine or with the gnolls as well. The way they've kind of come together, the way they've surrounded the area. It's like they're searching for something. It seems that although the defeat of Overbite was beneficial for this town... He was, in fact, holding back a darker evil. Seems that we have some work to do. Let's move. And at that, you watch as you follow her out of this recess in the temple. As you leave, the green glowing lights fade as they ebb. The stone dais rises. And she makes her way out, leaving the four of you with purpose. 
and with a mission. Hi guys, and thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. In the future guys, if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released, you can come to our Discord. You should find the link in the show notes. If you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the Valiant Odyssey action, then there's our socials link as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there. Valiant Odyssey is growing and it's all because of you. So thank you so much for your patronage. Make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Odyssey.